Hello, and welcome to the seventh episode in season two of the Personal Finance Podcast. Please be sure to follow the Personal Finance Podcast Instagram at Personal Finance Podcast 80 as well. You can also follow the Twitter page for updates on the podcast at Personal Finance on Twitter. All right, now let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, we will be talking about how to file taxes in Canada. What are the tax implications on your investments and other some other basic simple things that you should know when when filing your taxes. As many people know, when you first become an adult or even just get a job, you have the responsibility to do so many things. It can almost seem overwhelming, but I would say that it is a new part of life as you are beginning a new journey into learning new things. I understand that something like filing taxes is confusing, but trust me, it's better to understand the process rather than staying confused. I think that I want to create this podcast to engage everyone and educate them about this topic. I also think that if you listen to this podcast, you should be able to understand about the basics of when you have to file your taxes in Canada. All right, now let's get into today's episode. So I'll break this episode down into five simple subtopics. Okay, so let's first begin by talking about the first thing you need to remember, which is the different benefits. This year, the tax filing season was different because uh, obviously we were dealing with the pandemic and now it's been sort of over a year and there have been various benefits that the government offered. And if people took uh, if people sort of use those benefits for relief in terms of their fi- in terms to cool down their financial situation, well, then you may have to pay it back now. So let's start by looking at which benefits uh, were uh, people collected. So in total, there were six benefits, which were the C- CERB, Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the CESB, Canada Emergency Student Benefit, the CRB, the Canada Recovery Benefit, the CRSB, the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, and the C- CRCB, the Canada Recovery Caring- Caregiving Benefit, and the last one was the EIERB, that's the Employment Insurance Emergency Response Benefits. So in total, there were over six benefits. And now, depending on which benefit you took, you wait, you would have to go to the government's website and look at the specifics of what you have to do or if you have to pay any of those back. Now, if you didn't take any of these benefits during the pandemic, well, you sort of wouldn't have to pay tax on that or whatever the implications may be, you'd have to do your research. Okay, so after that, Start by collecting more information, including your tax slips. So there are various T4 tax slips, including statements of uh, remuneration paid, T4A, statement of pension, retirement, annuity, and other income. There's also T4A, which is the statement of old age security. There's also T4AP, statement of Canada pension plan benefits. There's also a T4AF, statement of employment insurance and other benefits. There's also a T4RIF, statement of income for a, from a registered retirement income fund. And there's also a T4RSP, which is a statement of your RRSP income. Now, there are also other tax slips, such as the T5 slip, statement of investment income slip. So this is where you would um, sort of report your um, investments, basically. So the T5 statement of investment income slip information for individuals, T5007 statement of benefits, T5008, the statement of securities transactions slip for the individuals, and the T5013, that's the statement of the partnership income. So all these things may sound confusing through this listening experience, but you would sort of would need to gather these statements based on your own financial situation. And you would sort of be able to figure that out once you start having the 
you start having your T4 come in the mail and other things as well. Now, the other tax slips that are there are T3s, which are the Statement of Trust Income Allocations and Designations. There's also T2202, which is the Institution Enrollment Certificate. There's also the RC62, which is the Universal Child Care Benefit Statement. There's also the RC210, which is the Working Income Tax Benefit Advance Payment Statement. And there's also RRSP Contribution Receipt, which is for each individual as to how much they're contributing. Now, after you've collected this information or whatever information you may need to file your taxes, you should begin by looking at any other information you may need as well. Now, after you've collected this information, you would have to decide which software you want to use. There are many free softwares out there as well, which are such as StudioTax, TurboTax, and um, there's also some other free softwares out there that you can use. Now, there are also many more, but it is important to do your own research before filing a return. You can also get your return done by a professional accountant or a tax specialist. Now, this, if you get your return done from a accountant or a tax specialist, it may help you get a higher return. That all depends. But this year, if majority or if you're one of the majority of the people that took the benefit for relief in uh, financially, then you may get a tax bill instead of a tax return. But you can still check out with your local professional if you're really interested in just discussing some options as well. You know, they may even have free consultations. Again, you would have to do your own research to figure that out. Now, there are many Can- there are many free Canadian tax software programs that may, you may use as well such as studio tax and turbo tax now this year they're a bit different due to the various benefits and money you're able to get back now this year you're also able to get back up to 400 dollars worth of home office expenses back with the, from the simplified method so that's around i would say this around yeah that's around two dollars a day and which amounts to two dollars a day now also this year depending on if people took one of the benefits there may be a tax bill or tax refund as i had mentioned all right, now let's look further at how much you're taxed depending on your income as an employee at the workplace earning a salary. So let's start off with the taxable income of $0 to $48,535. So that federal tax rate is 15%. Now, if you earn anywhere between from 48000 to 97000 you'll be taxed 20 20.5%. If you earn anywhere from ninety-five to $150,000, you'll be taxed 26%. Now, if you earn $150,000 to $214,000, you'll be taxed almost 30%. It's just 29% to be exact. And if you earn $214,000 or above, you will be taxed 33%. So this is if you're working as an individual and you're doing an actual salaried income job. Now, if you're on a business or even if you have a, if you have a sort of like a business cell phone, you may be able to make some tax deductions, but you still have to pay a certain tax amount. Now, in order to get a better return, you should also maximize your tax credits. There are two types of tax credits, which are the non-refundable tax credit, which is that can be applied directly against your tax payable. Now, this means that if you have tax going of $500 and get a tax credit of $100, you now only owe $400. If you don't owe any tax, non-refundable credits are of no benefit. A refundable tax credit, such as the GST and HST credit, means you will receive the credit even if there's no tax owing. Now, you may be wondering, how are you able to make these, how are you able to take these things into advantage? Well, there's a way. So the first way 
The first thing to look at is the basic personal amount. So every Canadian resident is entitled to claim back the basic personal amount on his or her tax return. So for the 2019, the basic personal amount income was $12,069. Now, what this means is that instead of paying taxes on your entire income, you'll just be taxed on the remaining income once the basic personal amount has been applied. In other words, think of it as your first $12,609 worth of income being considered tax-free or tax-exempt. Now, there's also the spousal amount. So if you support your spouse or common-law partner and their net income is less than $12,069, you can claim all or even a portion of the spousal amount on that money. Now, the amount is reduced by any net income earned by a spouse. Now, the spousal amount can also be claimed by one person for the spouse or even the common-law partner. Now, another thing that is very important when filing your taxes is making sure you are filing using a good online software. Of course, I mentioned this before, but you would have to do your research in terms of finding which is the best online tax software as well. Now, um, also, it's important to know that in order to get a higher tax return, at least for this year, I would say you should have not claimed any benefits to begin with. So if you did claim any benefits, you may not get the higher tax return depending on your financial situation. Again, I can't spe- I can only speculate or sort of guess, but it all depends on the financial situation. Now, looking at your looking at your expenses as well. You're able to deduct some things, which will also help, you know, seeking help from an accountant or a tax professional, as I mentioned before, may be good depending on the complexity of your tax situation as well. Now, this year, many people can also claim the work from home expenses, which may reduce their overall expense as well. Now, overall, when it comes to filing your taxes, whether that would be in the future or now, it's important to educate yourself about it and be prepared. I would say that it's important to know these things when filing your taxes. Educate yourself about how you can file taxes. Look at how many things you are able to claim back on your return. And lastly, always keep learning and get better at filing your return over time. This way, if you know how to file your return over time, and even if you go to a tax specialist or accountant, you still know what what process and what things they're doing that way you can also sort of give them a general idea maybe if if you want to work sort of differently or you maybe have different goals which is also important well that wraps up the seventh episode of the personal finance podcast if you gained any value out of this podcast and learned something new about the basic information you need to know when filing your tax returns in canada then share it with a friend and tell them that the information on this podcast is valuable as well you know i work i work hard to make these scripts and to do these episodes to educate people about financial literacy because oftentimes people don't know these basic stuff and it's important that everyone knows about it so share this with everyone And also, this podcast, it's important to remember that all information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Please be sure to do your own research before filing your own tax return. Also, the podcast recently got approved on Apple Podcasts, so you can also go listen to it there. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. And the next episode is actually very special because recently, it's going to be the 8th episode, and recently there's been this thing going on that... Uh, People want to enter the cryptocurrency market and they're doing crypto mining. So stay tuned for that episode. I've been working a lot on that one to prepare it and to actually make it go live on uh, my podcast page. So stay tuned for that episode. That'll be coming out soon as well. In the meantime, thanks for listening. And you can also listen to the previous episodes. Thanks for listening.